Don't you know that you so wrong, man? You're wrong and here's why. Chris and Greg don't see eye to eye like none of the time. Robert Covington sticks. I don't care what you think. How is LeBron James the king when he's ruining teams? Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Yo, wrong and here's why. Underdog Sports presents. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome to uh, an episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why. Chris Robert, I'm joined by Greg Crone. Gregory, what's going on? Ah, uh, you know, it's another another wonderful day. About to watch the Islanders uh, get eliminated from the playoffs, which will make me happy. That'll make me happy despite the Flyers' uh, failures to watch the team that beat them get knocked out. I'm, I'm, I've, I've become much less of a, oh, I want to see, you know, I want the team that beat us to win the championship uh, yeah. I've become much less of that in the past few years. I, I want nothing but bad things for teams that beat Philadelphia sports teams. Whatever do you mean, Greg? It's <laughs> Thursday night. Ah, yes, true. <laughs> Good point. Can I can't believe how badly the Islanders lost previously. <laughs> uh, uh, so I've got Bovada Sportsbook open, and I want to take a look at some of the the big lines for this week. Uh, I'll, you know, I like to start at the college level, Gregory. Absolutely. You know, you know I do, and I like the the gigantic ones. Biggest line I can find looking right here. Charlotte goes to North Carolina. North Carolina, number 11 in the country. Minus 30 at Bavada. I don't know how I can trust North Carolina after last week. I, I mean, they were huge favorites against Syracuse. I think upwards in the neighborhood of like minus 32 and a half, something like that. Uh, and, and they didn't really turn it on until the second half. Now, I also watched Charlotte play, and they got absolutely trounced, I believe, as well. Um, so if you want to play based off of what we saw at the, the second halves of each team, because Charlotte was actually – actually, that's not true. Charlotte played Appalachian State, and they covered the number, I think. I oh, think they yeah. only lost by 10, and they were 16 to 18-point dogs. Um, so, I mean – it's hard for me to judge. Obviously, App State to North Carolina is a much different step up in competition. Um, but I think I think I'd have to go UNC. Without the uh, a number of major conferences playing right now, it really takes a bite into each weekend of college football. There are just not many competitive games. I guess the best game this weekend, uh, Miami, Florida goes to Louisville, and Bavada's got Louisville minus two. It's going to be a really fun game. I actually forgot that De'Ara King was the mm -hmm. quarterback for Miami. Um, I obviously realized that very quickly the other day. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, Miami, but Miami still did struggle uh, a little bit in the opener. They, they weren't – there was a very reasonable chance. They were 15-and-a-half-point favorites, I think, at closing last mm -hmm. time uh, out. And they, they almost got backdoored towards the end. They ended up forcing mm -hmm. a turnover on downs in their own territory. Uh, so it was a little bit tough. Um, and Louisville looked really good. I mean, Louisville went out and handled their business. I think they went down 7 nothing early and then just absolutely – I think they scored like 35 unanswered before they gave up another touchdown. They looked really good. Um, tough for me to not take the, the Canes in this situation, but I think Louisville's the play. Greg, it's crazy that we're still talking about this because, like I said, it's Thursday. But can you believe the Heat and the Celtics went into overtime on Tuesday? I literally can't. I mean, what a job. I mean, Jimmy Butler must have been amazing in the fourth quarter. 
<laughs> uh, did you happen to watch the Clemson Wake Forest game last year? Uh, last week? Uh, I did watch it. I did watch it. And Can I tell you? I was super impressed by Sam Hartman. Yeah, yeah, he looked good. Like I know that the the numbers maybe don't back that up so much, but he had two long touchdown passes that should have been scores dropped. I thought he hung in against a really tough Clemson defense. For a guy who, he's only a sophomore at Wake Forest, I feel like that's an interesting player to watch in the future. Well, it's definitely a situation where you're kind of thrown into the deep end uh, against yeah. a perennial contender. It's the first game of the season. They're looking to open it up. Uh, everybody's been pent up with no football and all that. I, you know, To go in there and actually, I guess, not fade, right, when when – Clemson was clearly the better team uh, yeah. to not just give up after the first quarter. I guess I think Clemson went up like really quick, 14, nothing. They if did. not 17, nothing uh, didn't cover the 34 and a half though. In case those at home were wondering, um, <laughs> but, but they wake wake. Didn't just like, go, oh, ah, we're just going to get trounced by the national champions or, uh, you know, runners up last year. Um, we're, we're, we're going to come back and, and keep at least trying to fight. Uh, it was good for them. Yeah, it really just it stinks and it's unfair that Clemson is playing Wake Forest and Clemson gets to keep Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne and Wake Forest loses Jamie Newman and Sage Surratt. I mean, dude, Etienne looked just fantastic. I yes, mean, the guy, the guy is an absolute machine out there. Uh, you give him the ball, he's... He's just there's no there's no answer for him if you're Wake Forest, right? Like no. he he looked so good on those first few drives. I don't know why you just don't keep giving him the ball. I mean, he was he's been fantastic last year, et cetera. The fact that he came back to do it again, um, perplexing. It's, it's gonna be it it's gonna be well. Let's you want to go out on top. This is well. This is certainly a chance if there's a national championship. Which I don't think there's going to be. So you can potentially be called a national champion, but you've done that already. We're going back old school, baby. Give me just the polls. Just those, just, just the coaches poll. No, it stinks. I don't understand how they did it for all those years. Where, it uh, is crazy. Like, uh, the, the Tom Osborne Nebraska Cornhuskers were the, the AP and coaches poll number one, so they're the national champion. They didn't. They they just beat up on the the Big Ten or well, not the Big Ten. It would have been the uh, um, and now I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, the Big Twelve. I guess yeah. it was the Big. Was it the Big Eight? Whatever. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean. Um, the conference that they eventually left. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. But uh, the fact that they did everything just based off polls is completely completely insane. Like they definitely had the ability and the logistics around it to create some sort of national title game. Or, or or something. I don't know how they went so long without having that. Yeah, it's crazy. And you, uh, you're 100% right about ETN. By the way, Wake Forest has a potential first-round pick to, on their defensive line in Boogie Basham. And it's uh, just, you know, no match whatsoever. No, they, they had nothing for, uh, nothing for the running game of Clemson, unfortunately. Let's look at some of the more interesting NFL games this weekend. Let's start Thursday night. Battle of the number ones. Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow had to do the dog pound in Cleveland to take on Baker Mayfield and those Cleveland Browns. Bavada has the Browns minus six. I don't think the Browns are as bad as they played on Sunday. No. I think, unfortunately, you run into a buzzsaw that is the Ravens. The Ravens are a well-oiled machine kind of at this point. They have the game that mm -hmm. they play. They added J.K. Dobbins, who already made an impact with his with his short touchdown runs that he had over the weekend. 
Uh, shout out to Mark Ingram, fantasy owners. Uh, yeah, rough, rough, rough one. Um, Almost but, as bad as Austin Eckler, fantasy owners. Hey, listen, we're not talking about Austin Eckler, and <laughs> and now unbelievably poor. Uh, I, I'm going to feel as as the season rolls on. Um, but uh, the, the Browns are definitely better than what they showed. I mean, that you're talking about first game jitters for a first time head coach. Uh, you run into arguably what the top two team in the AFC, the four, the last year's defending MVP, uh, with a, with a point to prove as well. It's not like the the Ravens won the Super Bowl and now they're going to come in lax. No, yeah. they lost a really tough playoff game uh, and sort of were embarrassed for the second year in a row early on in the playoffs. And now I think it's revenge tour time uh, in Baltimore. But but Cleveland Cleveland or sorry Cincinnati also showed me something. I mean we talk about Burrow, we talk about his debut. He has the weapons around him. You saw him get the ball kind of everywhere. Uh, Tyler Boyd had a little bit of a struggling game, but outside of that, uh, the other guys looked good. Burrow showed he could. He, he got more comfortable as the game went on. Um, I, I think the Browns win, but I think Cleveland, but Cincinnati comes in under the number. I mean, speaking of Baltimore, you say maybe the best, the second best team in the AFC. I think they're clearly the second best team in the AFC, and I would argue they're probably the second best team in the NFL. Yeah, I think the AFC clearly has the advantage over the NFC right now. Uh, in terms of top-tier teams. And nobody in the NFC really, really stands out, if we're being perfectly honest. I'm trying to rack my brain uh, through this past weekend's games. I don't I don't think there's anybody that really put their their foot in the ground and said, yeah. we're here atop the NFC. Maybe the maybe the football team. Maybe the football team <laughs> Stop did. Stop it. Outside of, outside of that, I don't think there was anybody that really, really proved a point. Well, what was scary, and you're right, the, the Browns way better than the, they showed against a, a really, really good Ravens team that has been together for a long time. Uh, Lamar Jackson looks like he took a step up, and oh. that's scary. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what a step up kind of looks like. I guess we saw it over the weekend. Uh, if he's going to play like that every Sunday, I don't, I don't see any way um, that they don't contend for the AFC title, if not the Super Bowl title. He was unbelievable again. And I guess I guess we should come to expect something like that out of the guy that was the MVP last year. Yeah. Um, but for him to improve on the year that he had last year, which was historic, um, it's, it's going to be really scary for anybody that thinks they have a chance. Well, I think a lot of people view it as a de facto MVP because Mahomes missed those games. But Jackson was sensational. And you know what's going to be interesting for – the Ravens is if he puts together a better season, he has to be in line for a contract similar to what Mahomes got, right? I mean, you would think so. I think the 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 only real thing that would hold it against him is playoff success, right? So if if he has a similar season to his MVP numbers last year or better, but they still don't reach that playoff pinnacle and that may even be just a conference final appearance like if they yeah. get if they get to the AFC championship game they lose in a heartbreaker or some sort sort of shootout and there's nothing you can do in that situation it's a tough game games go games go the other way sometimes you can't hold that against them give them a big contract if they go out in round 2 their first playoff game again mm. then you kind of have to wonder can can the guy get it done you know what i mean well, I think um, it matters on how they lose, too. Right. Yeah, I know. I, I completely agree with you. Like, last year's game was 
so shocking with how Derrick yeah. Henry and, and the Titans sort of took that game over. If you see something similar to that where they can't figure out a way to, to get back if they get down early, I, 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 you have to have questions then. But outside of that, I don't think there's any sort of way you don't see him. in. I think you would see him in between the Mahomes and Deshaun Watson range, right? And I guess oh, that I think it I, has to be closer to Mahomes, especially if this guy is potentially a two-time MVP at like twenty-four. I don't know. Dak Prescott money. Dak, you got to well, figure out where that money's at. It's going to be real interesting to see who the next quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is because I just it seems like they don't care about Prescott. It's weird. It's weird because he didn't play bad again this weekend. Like no, he's he been was, good. He was really good in that game, and and they just a couple things broke the wrong way, and they ended up losing that game and. I I don't know what they're looking at. I I, I know you, it's hard to tie up thirty plus million dollars at quarterback, but unfortunately, that's the trend in the NFL when you find somebody that works. Like yeah. guys are gonna get paid, and and eventually things kind of come full circle. I mean, as long as you have a good enough front office who can fill those needs when your quarterback's taking up majority of your salary cap, if you have a guy who can get in there and fill the needs properly with the 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 you know, draft picks, lower tier signees uh, from a from a financial standpoint, not from a talent standpoint, mm-hmm. and, and you can do that. Like you look at what Seattle's done. Seattle's been able to maintain a successful run under the Russell uh, Russell Wilson era, even when they've gotten paid. You look at the opposite of yeah. you go to the Green Bay Packers, who have done a terrible job at keeping uh, keeping Aaron Rodgers stacked with teammates who can perform. Uh, once he got paid, and it, so it's 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 a very fine line you have to walk. Um, but the Cowboys just, I think, they plan on just not trying to walk it at all, and we'll just figure it out. Andy Dalton's the future, I guess. Yeah, it's confusing. It really is. And by the way, you mentioned Derrick Henry and those Titans a little bit earlier. Man, the Titans give Henry that monster contract, and then they give him thirty-one carries week one. They uh, they aren't fooling around, as they say, uh, with getting Henry the ball. I mean, it's it's nuts to me that that you're just going to continue to pound him into the ground, especially what this is year one of that contract. Mm-hmm. It's going to be tough sledding for for you know when you get towards the end of that contract if if those touches keep happening. Like I get doing it in the playoffs. I get that's the game plan in the playoffs. We're going to grind it out. We're going to we're going to give him 35 carries and we're just going to go and ride ride the back of Derrick Henry to the next round, rely on our defense yeah. to keep it close. Um, or, or keep the other team off the off the field or out of this end zone and we'll keep I'm them off you. the field as the offense. But you can't do that for 16 games and then expect that to be the playoff plan too. Like, the guy's going to burn out. Agreed. Yeah, he was over five a carry last year. I think he's going to be in the threes this year. A very Eddie Georgie season for Derrick Henry and those Tennessee Titans. I want, well, let's talk about the Titans this weekend. We spent some time earlier in the week talking about Gardner Minshew and those Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars head to Tennessee, and Bavada has the Titans minus nine. I was unimpressed last night with what I saw from the Titans. For real. I, I think they really struggled with with a team they shouldn't have struggled with if they expect to be a serious contender in, in the AFC. Um, there's also a part that, that you kind of figure out the Titans' game. I mean, yes, do they have talent on the outside in Davis and Brown? Absolutely. Is Jonu Smith a perfectly capable tight end? Yes. Can Adam Humphreys play well out of the slot? Sure. But Tannehill's got to be able to get them the ball, and I felt mm-hmm. like he wasn't able to do that last night. You saw a lot of throws 
where he was either under pressure or on the move, and he wasn't making the throws that he made last year in the playoffs. And I know it's week one, there's rust, it's your first real game uh, you know, back, there's going to take some time, but if I'm a Titans fan, last night worries me a lot. Plus, your kicker might stink, I, I don't know. Yeah, your Hall of Fame kicker who dropped from 5th to 8th all time. What an in insane NFL. stat. Yeah, it's just just nuts. And, you know, I think the craziest thing is Vangio and those guys uh, in, in Denver, they said they didn't call a timeout because they fully expected Goskowski to miss that last field goal. And it's a bizarre strategy. Um, it's literally, it, literally hearing that is the definition of the scene from Dodgeball where the guy says, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see yeah. how this works out. Like that, that- – the, the only thing you do in that situation is ice the guy that's missed three times already. Like, what? Yeah, Bizarre no, thinking in Denver. Weird all around. But they've got to be thrilled to get seven for 101 on eight targets from Corey Davis because this is the guy they've been waiting on. Yeah, I mean, I uh, he's, he's there's been expectations, I think, every year. He was the number five pick in the draft a while back. Um, yeah, it, the expectations have always been there, obviously. Um, I do remember a game where he absolutely killed the Eagles, um, no. which wasn't hard during that season, to be perfectly honest. The secondary right. was terrible. Um, but it's they they have to get him more involved. One, because it'll take the pressure off Brown, right? Brown had such a phenomenal first year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's... there's going to be more focus on him. If they can get that production out of Davis that they expect, you're talking about a serious, like a serious dual threat at receiver. You know what I mean? And then Humphrey's picking it up. That is a, that is a very, very good set of receivers that if they can get them the ball and then mix in the Henry uh, rushing, the Titans should absolutely be right back where they were last year, uh, potentially looking at an AFC title appearance. You mentioned the uh, the Green Bay Packers a little bit earlier. Let's talk about this game. The Lions had to Lambeau to take on the Packers. Bavada's got the Packers minus six. I couldn't believe this was as low as it was. Yeah. Uh, when I saw it, the Lions the Lions lost in a way last week that I don't know if they recover this year. It's <laughs> like and it's weird. Poor to DeAndre say. Swift, man. I mean, you feel you really feel for the kid, like. Uh, Philly you zone. Know, yeah, you, you feel for a guy like that um, who you watched physically run your brother over in a high school football game. Is that um, true? That's funny. Yeah, yeah. There's plenty of plenty of Mike Crone on DeAndre Swift St. Joe's prep highlight tape. <laughs> um, they, it, it's, it, is, it is really <laughs> tough to watch a guy catch – you know, that that's a that's a that's a season changer right there. Week one, the DeAndre Swift holds on to that ball, gets into. The, I mean, he's in the end zone. What are we talking yeah. about? Yeah, holds on to the ball and is in the end zone. That Lions team's riding high. Sure, did they did they almost collapse? Yes, but they got the job done. Great comeback win. We've showed we can do it in crunch time. And now it's like, oh no, are we in for another another really bad Lions season? Right. Like, I don't think that game was necessarily about how good the Bears ended up looking. I think it was more about how bad the Lions ended up uh, coming out of it. I, don't... I, will ne- I will never get over the fact that Mikey is old enough to be in the NFL. Yeah, it's weird, it's right? Weird. Very and, yet, and the talent's there, obviously. Oh, of course. I'm old enough to be retired from the NFL, <laughs> which oh is scary. God. I don't even um, want to talk about that. <laughs> um, uh, I didn't have that long of a career, let's be honest. Um, That's fine. <laughs> the... The, the the thing about the Packers immediately like Sunday night 
I already saw articles like you can't expect Rodgers to put up four TDs and whatever number of yards every single week if you're a fantasy mm-hmm. owner of him. And I, I sure, of course not. Like those are those are MVP caliber plus MVP plus caliber numbers every single week. Yes, that's not going to happen. But Rodgers looked really, really, really good this weekend. And sure, the Vikings are missing a bunch of guys. They lost guys in their secondary. Um, they don't have everyone. I think they had some of the most opt-outs from a defensive standpoint of anybody in the league outside of maybe the Patriots. So it's it's tough to judge it in that situation. Um, but the guy still looks on point. He still looks like the guy who can go out there and sling it you know, all game and, and make every single throw possible. Well, there just happens to be two superstar wide receivers who are potentially available via trade after week one in uh... – Allen Robinson from the Bears, who has removed any reference to the Chicago Bears from all of his social media. And the rumor today is Odell Beckham Jr. is being shopped in Cleveland. Do the Packers go out and make a move? Uh, I think if they really want to kind of make that splash that is, I think, much needed, uh, they do. Uh, I don't know which one you go after. Actually, yes, I do. You go after Allen Robinson. The problem with Odell is the fact that there's always just something weird and controversial surrounding him. Like and this one, this this latest one, which is the most bizarre, really isn't even his fault. Like this no. is just, and honestly, I don't really even believe that it's a true thing. I think this is this is weird podcast hype that just you know we we hit a splash with a different story. Uh, let's let's go out there and and try to make a splash again. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's. We're looking for viral clips. That's that's what the, the world is, unfortunately, at this point. And it certainly was a viral clip. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah. But I, I I think that I think that the, the, there's so much baggage where there's so much talent, and it's tough. It's tough to bring that in to to your team. Uh, for whatever I, reason, he and Baker just don't work. Which I don't. I, I can't figure it out. I can't. Yeah. Figure it, because Eli made Odell look so well. It might be vice well, versa. Odell Eli, might have made Eli look so much better. Eli's but, a heck of a lot better. Yeah. It, what is the what is Baker's deal? Are we are we getting close know, to man. the are we getting close to the punting of the Baker Mayfield experiment in Cleveland? Well, Andrew asked me an interesting question, and that's if if the Browns end up with like with if they end up with a top five pick, let's say that. Do you move on from Baker? And if you can get Fields or Lance, I think you have to. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a bummer if you're a Browns fan because you, you definitely had a lot of hope for him. Um, it just it just really hasn't it hasn't hit. No, and- not since that rookie year. And by the way, the the nightmare scenario that I always talk about in Cleveland is let's say they drop these first couple and a loss to the Bengals Thursday night would be tough. Uh, Baker gets hurt game three and you know, then at that next game Keenum starts and Odell goes for like nine and one forty. That's oh god. That would that is an absolute nightmare. It's it's always the worst. revenge games in these situations are always they're always the worst. They just really are. Like when guys have the ability to go out and prove a point against your team and then they go out and prove that point, and you're just like this this stinks. I, I can't do this. It's why sports. It's why it's why sports is the most maddening thing. It's the most maddening thing of all time to be this into sports. Let's let's hit on one more game before we get out of here, Gregory. I'm thinking we go. 
Patriots Seahawks. New England Patriots head to Seattle Sunday night to take on the Seahawks. Actually, Monday, Monday, Sunday, nah, I think Sunday, it's Sunday night, Sunday night. Yeah, I'm not seeing the Monday game for some reason. Anyway, the Patriots go to Seattle Sunday night take on the Seahawks. Bavada has the Seahawks minus four. Seattle, big. Really? The, you you I, don't buy the Cam Newton experiment? I. It's not that I don't buy Cam Newton. I love the Seattle team. I hate yeah. Seattle in general. The Seahawks. I hate because the Eagles never beat them. But no. this team is, I think, for real. Russ has, as everybody on point, uh, spreading the ball around. You saw him light up uh, the Falcons' defense. Granted, the Falcons' defense isn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have Russ against a defense that had, what, eight opt-outs, I think, uh, mm-hmm. when all was said and, and done. Um, it, it's hard to get a good gauge on that Patriots team and that defense going up against uh, that Miami Dolphins offense. I, I can't I can't chalk it up. This is a real test for them. Uh, Cam's going to be great for, for New England. I, I do worry a little bit about how much they ran him. Uh, 15 times too much, yeah, huh? Probably a little bit too much if, you, if you're uh, Cam uh, coming off of some of the injury stuff the last like year or so. Um, but I, I think he's going to be fine if they if they figure out a, a, a little bit of a better balance. Uh, but I, I think the Seahawks absolutely roll in this game. I, I don't think there's any way uh, they're going to let Belichick come into uh, come into – I guess it's – I can't think of the name of their arena, but uh, come into the stadium in Seattle and and take them out. I, I don't I don't see it. By the way, this uh, how the Patriots used Cam reinforces my belief that they don't view him as a long term piece. I mean, the, the, the most telling is is they just kept doing it. Like yeah, the game, the game was in hand, and and you're you're running drives where you still have Cam taking the ball and running with it. It's it's crazy to me to to put his to put him out there like that in his first like serious game back in almost a year or over a year. It was a weird decision to say the least. How do you feel about Philadelphia this weekend? I guess we'll, I guess we might as well close on that because we're gluttons for punishment. Uh, the Philadelphia is obviously the, the Rams head to Philadelphia and where are they? Bavada has the Eagles plus one and a half. It's funny because I think this game opened up as the Eagles being the favorites, and they, it's quick, it did. It's quickly shifted, and the money the money is finding itself over on on the Rams side of the ball. I didn't have faith in it. I didn't have faith that the Eagles could could make this triumphant return and and take out the team that just that just vanquished their their bitter rivals in the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but to me, man, this. This game's terrifying. This game's terrifying mm-hmm. for a couple of different reasons. Number one, if you lose your 0-2, not yep. the end of the world, but not exactly where you want to be in this weird of a season. Right. I just, there's so many variables. I'd prefer not to be 0-2 to start off. For sure. The second, the second thing is if they don't win after how bad it is and Carson does not play well, this yeah. fan base is going to continue to chomp at the bit for Carson's head. It, it's maddening for me to go on Twitter and to get texts from friends as the game goes on and ask about Jalen Hurts and, and ask about you know the backup and what we should do. Can, can somebody trade for Nick Foles? Listen. Nick Studfeld, baby. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, that, that Carson's the quarterback. 
Sure. He is the quarterback. It's not, we're not going to Jalen Hurts unless no. Carson Wentz gets injured, which... And Listen, even then, it's it's going to be Sudfeld, not Hurts. For the anything record. can happen, Chris. Sudfeld prop Sudfeld got hurt in his first preseason game last year. That's true. And anything is literally possible. That's true. Um, it, the guy the 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 guy gets no favors done to him by this front office, by this coaching staff. Yes, does Carson Wentz play hero ball? Absolutely. Does mm. Carson Wentz not throw the ball away? Absolutely. Does he sometimes make poor decisions and spin back into to defenses? Yes, he does. That also comes with the quarterback position. It just happens. Okay. Should he be better and more advanced for where he is? Absolutely. But we are. We, it's such recency bias against this guy's accomplishments in the NFL. Before the ACL, MCL, whatever leg injury back in the Super Bowl year, the guy was an MVP candidate. He was going to win MVP. I mean, you're talking about all these plays that you are complaining about, his mobility, him avoiding tackles, this. These are the things that got him there. Now, he has a much much worse uh, supporting cast, especially up front on that offensive line. I, I, I would challenge you to put almost any other quarterback in the NFL behind the right side of that offensive line and and have any sort of serious sustained success during yeah. that game. And this isn't even me being a Wentz homer. There were times last year I was so down on this situation, I said we needed to trade Wentz so we could get hit, get this weird storyline of we always need a backup out of there. It's um, hilarious that anyone would accuse you of being a homer because I think I got three texts during the game talking about how the Eagles suck and Wentz sucks and everything sucks. Yeah, pretty much. That's 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 pretty much how my life with Philadelphia sports works is everything pretty much sucks unless we win. So yeah. it's it's it, the, the the Wentz detractors that seem to come out almost immediately after one bad game are are really hilarious to me. I, I liked what I saw out of guys. I liked what I saw out of Jalen Rager from a speed standpoint. Got to figure out the long ball with Wentz. I think that's more of a timing thing and getting more comfortable with everybody. Deshaun's got to play. I don't know what this that was is. weird. I don't know what load management is in in the NFL. That's bizarre. Like, yeah, it's, that was weird. It's, I didn't understand what was going on. I didn't have the volume on in the Eagles game. I didn't understand what was going on. But right side of the line, Lane Johnson says he's back. Matt Pryor is the starting right guard this week, so things yeah. should be better. Like let's but like let's go. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. Look, Wentz sacked eight times, fifteen quarterback hits, twenty pressures. Those are those are David Carr kind of numbers. If he loses oh, a head to head, well, they are. If they if. <laughs> He loses a head-to-head against Goff, and Goff looks better. People are going to be calling for his head. Uh, they already are. It's, Even more so, though, and you know yeah, it. I know because of the one versus two pick. It's, uh, it's such. It's so annoying. It's so. Uh, what? Well, now I'm going to get mad because there the, the failures of this franchise to put the pieces around him, like. The fact that last year his number one receiver was Greg Ward, the fact that this year, <laughs> well. this year in game one, your leading receiver uh, from a receiver standpoint, Greg Ward had more catches than Rager, your number one overall draft pick, and your uh, and your your Deshaun Jackson. He had more and catches JJ. than them combined. Don't JJ. Uh, I, I, everyone's forgotten about JJ, including the offensive coordinators. Ortega. Um, JJ Ortega Whiteside. Oh, God. 
the tight end situation looks great, except Ertz drops that fourth down. I don't know yeah, what that's and about. He's, and he's getting traded, so get ready for that. I don't think he gets traded. I, I don't, and not until the off season. I, just I don't know, don't man. Think. Apparently, he got in an argument. He like had words with Howie last week. That's fine. Everybody has words with everybody. Scotty yeah. Pippen had Scotty Pippen had words with uh, that other guy from the Bulls back in the day, and they went on to win more championships. So, Horace I, Grant. No, with you know, <laughs> Jerry Krause. That's what I'm talking. about. I know who you're talking about. All right. Well, look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get this to turn into a just uh, everything's horrible thing, because there's going to be plenty of time for that next week. So everything's not horrible because football is back, Chris, and please let it stay. <laughs> everything is awesome. All okay. right, that's it for this week's episode of You're Wrong, and here's why for Greg Cronin, Chris Hordell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.